Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. The XFL has risen from the grave again, Perna. That officially makes the XFL more impressive than Jesus. The Rock, also more impressive than Jesus, is purchasing the XFL. The Patriots now have eight players who have opted out of the season, but still have a better defense than the Jets, who lost C.J. Mosley to an opt-out. Quarterbacks Gardner Minshew and Matthew Stafford are on the COVID list, and the Denver Broncos suffer a major blow as a key player opts out in Denver. Uh, That devastating news will not hinder how excited I am for The Rock to lead the XFL back to the promised land. Rock, 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 rock. So much better than paper and scissors. Let's get it, sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Now, I did wake up this morning feeling sick to my stomach. And there was no reason for it. I did not drink heavily last night. I did not infuse Taco Bell with Chipotle again, but the nausea was strong. Then I hopped on Twitter this morning only to learn that it was Tom Brady's 43rd birthday today. A double whammy for me as 43 was my first football jersey. That explained the nausea. But my anxiety subsided as soon as I read that The Rock was purchasing the XFL. That's right, The Rock. Not the one that Nick Cage escaped from with Sean Connery before Cage developed theatrical schizophrenia and Connery was plowing Alex Trebek's mom on SNL. It was right after I had sex with your mother, Trebek. The Rock, the one that cooks things that we must dutifully smell. Dwayne Johnson, star of HBO's Ballers, and Kevin Hart Troll has purchased the XFL for $15 million along with Redbird Capital Partners. One of the cooler aspects of the XFL purchase is that The Rock's business partner, Danny Garcia, becomes the first woman to officially own an entire sports league. The Kardashians, of course, owned enough real estate inside NBA players' heads. They, they theoretically qualified as owners, but were never technically acknowledged on paper. Apparently, The Rock was able to make the purchase before the XFL officially went to auction, and now the deal has to be approved in a bankruptcy court on Friday. The only reason it might not be approved is if they deem the purchase price too low. And do not ask me how an entire bankrupt sports league can be purchased for just $15 million. But it's like purchasing a perfectly good league from Ross or Marshalls. Honestly, I do not give a fuck about how the money works as long as it is run by The Rock. Not only would he be the most likable sports league owner in sports history, he's the polar opposite of Vince McMahon in terms of human decency. If you don't like The Rock, then your candy ass probably couldn't cut it in the XFL anyway. The Rock will be a partner with businesswoman Danny Garcia in Redbird Capital, which... I'm pretty sure it was one of the proposed names for the Washington football team. They're an investment firm that's putting up $15 million. Uh, the Rock was going in on half. But honestly, after 18 Fast and the Furious movies, 7 Jumanjis, and of course Skyscraper, I thought The Rock could pull $15 million out of his non-candy ass and have 100% ownage of the XFL. If The Rock is as smart as his massive quads would suggest, he should nip the national anthem thing in the bud. Just get rid of it. 
and play a trailer for the newest rock movie coming out before every game. No comment. But yes. The Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Rockets on Sunday, but the real story was that they busted out their beautiful Cream City uniforms. I'm not convinced Cream City isn't just an extension of the NBA's jersey ads, and CreamCity.com isn't a new porn domain. It's really confusing to have a social justice message on the backside of Cream City. The backside of Cream City is also CreamCity.com's most viewed category. Now, the Denver Broncos right tackle, Jawan James, has opted out. If you're a casual football fan, this may seem insignificant. But if you're a Broncos fan, this has been the thorn in our side that will not go away. The only thing more complicated than finding a right tackle to play in Denver is getting... I don't know, bipartisan support in Congress for a real global warming solution? Jawan James barely played last season after signing a massive contract in Denver. And the guy who could fill in for him, Elijah Wilkinson, is on the PUP list right now. Wilkinson is expected to be back by mid-August for the Broncos at latest, so that's some good news. And he will assume the starting role unless a great right tackle appears out of nowhere like they so often do. With the amount of money the Broncos have wasted at right tackle, they could have purchased the XFL a hundred times over. And let me be clear, I support every player's right to opt out of their contract until it affects my team at a key fucking position. Also, this is John Elway's fault somehow. The good news though is uh, Garrett Bowles is no longer the most detested tackle in Denver. Almost mirroring the James news, C.J. Mosley opts out of the 2020 season, leaving the New York Jets with zero impressive defensive players after they, of course, traded away Jamal Adams a week or so ago. I would say this is a massive blow to the Jets, and it is. But Mosley also missed 14 games last season after signing a five-year, $85 million contract with the Jets in 2019. Keep in mind, though, for the players that opt out, they do not accrue a year on their contract. So Mosley will still have four years left on his deal. You don't get to go back to being 28 years old, though. Unless, of course, you're Bruce Willis watching Gordon Joseph Leffitt try to kill you. Or you have a hot tub. That turns out to be a, a time machine. Like when Julian Edelman accidentally found Bill Belichick naked in a hot tub and wished he could travel back in time to when he still had his innocence. The Jets do have a couple good options at inside linebacker with Avery Williamson and Patrick Uwasu, but this opt-out makes the 2019 free agent class extra painful between Le'Veon Bell and CJ Mosley who will end up playing two games in two years during his prime. Knowing that Bell already opted out of a season where there wasn't a pandemic makes me wonder what he's going to do now. The silver lining for the Jets is the Patriots are losing players at four times the rate with a league-high eight players on the opt-out list. Tight end Matt Lacoste and wide receiver Marquise Lee became the seventh and eighth players to ditch the 2020 season as players in New England realize getting paid to not be around Bill Belichick is the single greatest way to make a living on earth. And again, assure they won't see a naked Belichick in a hot tub until 2021 at the earliest. So a win-win. Detroit Lions quarterback, 
The underrated Matthew Stafford has been placed on the COVID-19 list. Now, he may not have the virus, uh, and he might have just been in contact with someone who does have it. Uh, That's how they are going to use the reserve COVID list to try and keep shit from spreading in the NFL. Both Kenny Galladay and TJ Hawkinson are on the reserve COVID list as well with Stafford. If Stafford did test positive, the one thing science knows for sure is that the long-term side effects of being a Detroit Lion are far worse than those associated with COVID-19. Now, down in Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew, also on the reserve COVID list. Minshew definitely has the virus, but that's because scientists forced him to get it, as they need to study his perfect blood and DNA to accelerate the vaccine and cure. One day, we'll all be happy to give our kids the mumps, measles, Minshew, and rubella vaccine. The NFL's second head coach has tested positive for COVID-19, and it is Doug Peterson of the Philadelphia Eagles. If you recall, Sean Payton had it uh, a few months ago, which was much better timing, as with Peterson, this is really a monkey wrench as training camp begins for Philadelphia. But (laughs) I have a solution. Find a roughly Doug Peterson-sized intern, get the real Doug Peterson on Zoom, and duct tape or possibly hot glue a laptop on the intern's head and have the intern run around as Doug's physical embodiment during camp. If you don't think that's a feasible solution, look for Deuce Staley to act as the head coach in the building while Peterson is quarantined. The Colts, the Indy Colts, posted the first photos of Philip Rivers in his new Colts uniform. As you can see, there's a look of terror on Philip's face as he appears to emerge from the abyss. It is the face a Rivers makes when they enter the world. It is the face a Rivers makes when he learns his wife is ready to make another Rivers to bring into the world. And finally, the NFL shortened the deadline for players to opt out of the 2020 season because players are taking advantage of the opt-out. Oh, the poor NFL is possibly being exploited by a handful of players for what is pocket change to the league's annual profit. Essentially, teams are worried that the opt-out privilege is being abused so that players they are likely going to cut can opt out now and then get stipend as opposed to nothing. Apparently, however, uh, players that don't make the roster in 2021 would owe the stipend back, meaning the NFL would have to send someone to collect either $150,000 or $350,000 from former players who likely have already spent it, which might have been a flawed concept in the first place. That seems like an impossible task for the NFL. The only players they would be able to retrieve the money from without hiring Dog the Bounty Hunter would be kickers. You'll never be able to catch a skill position player as they run away from you. And I'm not asking a 6'6", 300-pound lineman for a single penny back. The Patriots' Devin McCourty ripped the league saying moving up the deadline was bullshit. And I agree with him. The level of greed atop the NFL is truly unmatched. So far... 44 players have opted out, most of which will only be awarded the $150,000 stipends. 
I'm not sure how many more players are going to opt out before the deadline, but right now, if you paid all of those 44 players the max $350,000, which they wouldn't get paid, but if you paid them that max, it would total about $15.5 million. $15.5 million is the worst case scenario in money owed, and the NFL could easily afford that. The NFL spent $22.5 million trying to suspend Tom Brady for air pressure in footballs. But if they have to pay half of that amount for guys to feed their families and pay their rent, they're going to send debt collectors if that player is ultimately cut? Yep, that's what's going to happen. So, huh, you know that money you used to feed your baby? You're going to have to give it back to the NFL. Yeah, Daddy Jerry... He needs a new solid gold toilet for his yacht. How's he going to pay for that if you stole $150,000 to live off of? Huh? Oh, you selfish son of a bitch! Jerry needs a gold toilet, you fucking fucker motherfucker! Give us your fucking money back. Jerry needs a gold fucking toilet, you selfish son of a bitch. Jerry can't shit unless Jerry shits on gold. Trust me, I know bullshit. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube, on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna if you care to follow me on those social medias. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.